Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. A million praying men this hour. Our special guest is the founder of this new movement. It's new because uh, it's only been really going for a couple of years. We're going to get the story about million praying men in just a few moments. You'll be able to contribute to our conversation today. You might have some thoughts on men and prayer. You might have some thoughts, what does it take to inspire a man to pray? Uh, You might be a woman and you're thinking, why am I left out of all of this? And you might have some thoughts about prayer meetings in local churches where oftentimes men are underrepresented. Well, there's a big conversation to have this hour. You can contribute to it. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's meet our guest for this hour, Robin Johnson, the visionary behind the million praying men, 40 years in Christian ministry, and has this vision to raise up men to pray around the world. Hello, Robin Johnson. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, good good morning, Neil. Well, we've just gone good afternoon for the eastern states. It's still good morning, though, in the west and uh, central. So uh, uh, listeners right around Australia, Robin, uh, great to have you along. Let's uh, just quickly recount the foundations for this ministry, the Million Praying Men. Uh, You had a significant time in your own prayer time uh, just a couple of years back. Tell us uh, how that foundation came about. Um, yeah, Neil, I've, well, I've been on a journey for 40 years, and I think we're all challenged by the need to pray, and I guess everybody listening, um, and those that pray and those who don't, but we would all have a sense that we need to pray more. Um, and uh, there, was a, there were months of build-up to this and things I'd sought the Lord over earlier that year in 2013. I'd actually prayed and said, um, well, prayed one of the most biblical prayers there is to pray, um, where the disciples said to Jesus, "Lord, teach us to pray." Um, and I and I can track a significant difference in my life and things uh, the Lord began to speak to me about, and the Holy Spirit began to deal with me over a period of months, right up until September, um, 2013. Um, it was the 11th of September. I remember the day. And I got down to pray in the morning. I pray for some friends and some staff um, over, all over Asia that we work with and really felt the Holy Spirit just say to me, just put all this on hold. Just had this sense of 
you know, don't bring your list to me right now. I've got something else for you. And, uh, well, six hours later, um, I was impregnated with this, just this burning desire, um, challenge from the Holy Spirit that we really need to raise men to pray. And so we wrestled. I wrestled with it during the day, um, played with what sort of names we could come up with. But at the end of the day, it was like, this is, this is what we want. We need to choose an arbitrary number that will catch people's imagination. So we can say, you know, we, we need a million men. We need hundreds, thousands, millions of men all over the world to, to pray. Um, and this, it, was, it was birthed. I guess some people would say what we need is a hundred million praying men, but uh, but we'll you know start with a million. That's a, that's a good start, isn't it, uh, Robin? Yeah. Let me just ask you though, uh, what is the response that you get from women uh, to the idea that you might be rolling up to a church and you've just gotten back from the United States where you did some sessions there in Chicago and uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Southeast Asia and uh, some of the locations that you're actually talking about a million praying men. What about the women? What sort of response are you getting from women when you turn up and you're actually calling men to pray? Well, the secret weapon behind a million praying men is, is the praying women. And everywhere I go, without fail, um, women will just, I mean, some will, will even cheer in the meeting. Um, but especially after a meeting, I, you know, I, I have ladies that come up to me and just, and just hug me. And some of them come up crying, saying, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for speaking to our men. Thank you, you know, for raising up men. What can I do? I'm going to pray for you. You know, we need our men to stand up beside us and take the role that God's, you know, chosen them for. We want the men. We need our men. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that happens everywhere I go. And let's ask women. Women might like to contribute to our conversation today. I'd like to hear from men and women. But uh, yeah, for women, right. uh, women who perhaps are part of a prayer meeting that might be in a local church or might be a special prayer group, however that works, uh, typically uh, men are underrepresented at these uh, public prayer times. Uh, If women would like to contribute, tell us uh, your story, tell us your thoughts. Our talkback line open 1-800-316-316. Robin, what do you think about uh, prayer meetings? I mean, yes, there are people who pray in private, and then there's the usually the church public prayer meeting where everyone's invited to come along. Uh, oftentimes, it's the case that men are underrepresented there. Uh, what are your feelings about churches and prayer meetings? Um, yeah, this this is a tricky one. I could step on some toes here. Um, <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you know, because we've 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 made prayer, you know, a, a a function. We've made prayer, you know, something we've got to do because we're, you know, it's a religious practice or we're people of faith, and and you know, and so we we have to run a program called prayer or a prayer meeting. But prayer is much more than that. Um, and you know a lot of prayer meetings well to be to be blunt a lot of prayer meetings are just boring and i don't think a prayer meeting should be boring um i you know it's you're you're communicating with heaven you know we all know the bible says that we have an open heaven that that 
you know, God has made a way through the blood that we can come to the throne room of God. So, you know, we're, we're either touching heaven when we pray or we're not. And I believe if we're going to touch heaven when we pray, that, that's got to be very exciting. But I think we've, sometimes we've made prayer the goal. It's like, well, we've done our prayer and, and that's it. Well, prayer's not the goal. Answered prayer is the goal. And we've got to somehow get people to, to understand and get men to understand that they can actually make a difference. It's not going to the prayer meeting so you can be seen to be in the prayer meeting and, and the pastor's happy because people are in the prayer meeting or someone else is happy because you're in the prayer meeting. You, you're in the prayer meeting because you have a determination to see something change. Okay, so what you're talking about is prayer not as a duty, but prayer as something that comes from the heart of God, that, ex- that inspires you to, uh, to connect with Him in a special way. And as you say, uh, the answered prayer is the ultimate goal. Yes. Uh, but there's got to be some connection, hasn't there? Churches that don't have a prayer meeting at all, it's, not, it's like there's, uh, you know, yeah, there's, there's no inspiration for people to actually oh, be yeah, praying no, and learning right. to pray. You learn to pray in a prayer meeting, don't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm not suggesting that, the, that churches shouldn't have them. I'm, I'm suggesting that if, you know, um, maybe they, they, they need to look at the way they run their prayer meetings. Um, I mean... You know, prayer, I, prayer, and I, I don't mind how people run it, as long as it's achieving the, the end result. The end result is answers to prayer. Um, and so, you know, we're not holding a prayer meeting for the sake of being religious. We've got to hold them. And one of the things we say to men that join up with us, you know, if you're not already a part of a prayer meeting, join one. And if there's not a prayer meeting where you live, well, you start one. Um, and, uh, you know, again... You know, prayer is not coming with a shopping list. And for so for, for a long, long time, and in, in, in many places, and we're, we're being very general this morning with these comments, but we, but we come with our shopping lists. Um, you know, God, God isn't a, you know, a CEO of a spiritual supermarket waiting for us to bring our shopping list. Um, it, it starts with us communicating with God. It starts with that personal relationship. Um, and, and we've just, you know, we've, we've got to come back to that place where we're communicating with him as, as the savior that he is, the, the Lord that he is, the, the, the lover of our soul. Um, we've, we've got to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I reflect on the Bible. Uh, there's a scripture there in First Timothy chapter two, verse eight. The apostle Paul, who says, "Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing." Uh, any thoughts about uh, biblical foundations for men and prayer? And even if we've got a wrong idea what prayer is all about, we've got to get the right idea, haven't we? And then we've got to be involved in the prayer process. Yeah, and I, and I guess we sort of jumped the gun a little bit with some of my comments, but um, I get excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> this Look, is, I mean, this, this, is, this is our fundamental. Two, two weeks prior to the, the 11th of September 2013, I, I camped here in in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 8. 
this this was the springboard. Um, and for two, I mean, I literally camped here. I was reading it one day, and it was just like the words leapt off the page. Um, and I found myself in my devotion as I'm reading and praying and reading and praying. I found myself apologizing to the Lord. And I said, I've, I've preached on this text, Lord. I've taught on this text over the years. And it was a sense that it was so fresh and new this particular morning. You know, why on earth did I think I could preach on this in the past? And that's not to say I think I got it wrong in the past. It was just the freshness of this, um, the, the, the revelation that, that, that comes from it um, with these eight verses. Um, and, of course, verse 8 says that I want men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. Now, the important thing here is that Paul's referring to the redeemed man. I mean, men, men want to change things. Men, and, every, and inside every man, there is the warrior. He wants to change things. He, you know, I, I think every human being basically wants to do better. You know, I know we hear a lot about sin and all the evil that's in the world. But the basic drive of every human being is, is to make life better. You know, if you've got kids, you want to make it better. If, in whatever relationship or whatever you're doing, people want to make things better. And this is the redeemed man. But the way that we do it, firstly, is through our communication and our relationship with God. There's, there's no other foundation. We can't change things. There's nothing we can change um, and bring about the result where we bring the kingdom of God into every situation in life without prayer. It's just, it just won't happen. And this is the redeemed man. See, lifting holy hands. You're not marching down the street with clenched fists. You're, you're, you're not having a blockade and, of someone's building or having a riot on the street or shouting and screaming and protesting. Our crying out and our shouting and our screaming, if you like, is in our closets or corporately when we gather together. We're crying out to God that he might come and move, one, in us, and secondly, that he might make us an answer to, to, to the prayers that we're praying. You mentioned men being warriors, and uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that warriors fight battles. Uh, yeah. But it does somehow or other uh, appear to me that sometimes we feel like the battle is not there to fight uh, because we're so distracted by a whole lot of things that like to take our attention away from uh, what the reality of this battle that we're in is all about. Uh, what do you say to men when you talk about the fact that men are warriors, that there is a battle to fight and that there's a way that you fight this battle in a biblical sense, the way that God has uh, ordained for us to fight it? Well, I think one of the problems is that we, we haven't talked properly about the battle. Um, you know, we, we don't understand what this, this, this battle is. We don't understand the the principalities and powers we don't understand i don't think that we we truly are spiritual beings um and as paul says um the writers new testament tell us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood we do wrestle against principalities and powers um and and if you just see everything in a in a physical sense if you just see everything in a in a very natural sense well then of course you're going to say well what what, what really is the need to pray but if we can understand that we are in a spiritual warfare, there, there, there are forces of evil, there are forces of darkness, 
I mean, the Bible tells us this. This is not, you know, we're not getting, you know, strange here. I mean, this is biblical language. There are principalities and powers. There's there's authorities. Um, and, uh, you know, and we get distracted by the things down here. We get distracted by everyday life. Uh, we're all busy people. We have have things to do and, and things that we want to do. Um, but we've got, to, we've got to come back to say, well, if, if I'm, a, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, then what he wants me to do has to come first. And, and a part of that is, is, is learning to be people of prayer. Interested, Robin, get your thoughts on a seminar that you teach. And you were doing some teaching on this seminar in the U.S. just recently and, uh, and in Malaysia. You call this <laughs> seminar Positioned for Success. That word success is a loaded word. There's, there's meaning to that word, which is different to what most people might be thinking and to what a biblical idea of that word is all about. When you talk about this positioning for success for men, what do you really mean? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being... Um, I'm not an expert in marketing, but I'm, I'm trying to be a marketer here. I, I wanted to grab something that would grab people's attention, and I think when you start talking about success with men, I think that does. You know, if we if we play play football or we play cricket or ten or whatever we play, um, you know, if you ever played a, a sport with another man, he's pretty competitive, even if it's in the backyard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he wants success, so I've used I've used the term deliberately. Now, in my mind, the word success again comes back to a, bi- a biblical principle. Um, Joshua, in, in the first chapter of Joshua, God promises Joshua success. And success in a biblical sense, is, uh, it's interchanged if you want with the word prosperity, um, it, it is a holistic word. It means the whole of life. And so when I'm saying position for success, um, I'm, I'm saying that we want men to live successful lives. Um, you know, we have the, the, the eight points of commitment that we ask men to make when they come to our site to join us. Um, and a part of that is, is, is living, you know, godly lives. So what I'm saying about position for success is this, that if we start living our daily lives just simply as disciples of Jesus Christ, that in itself positions us for success in everything we do in life. And the fundamental foundation for that success is that we learn to be praying men. Well, we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. Robin Johnson is our guest this hour. He is the visionary behind The Million Praying Men. The website for Million Praying Men is millionprayingmen.com. You can visit that website and find out about how you can access some of these uh, these uh, commitments that men are called to. Uh, there's even, uh, Robin, a special page on your website, Million Praying Men, uh, that's for women. Just before we go to the break, just to explain that quickly for us. Um, yes, because not only did, did I have um, ladies coming to me thanking me for what we were doing, then we, we started getting requests from ladies, well, can I join? And I didn't want to say no, but the way that we designed the site and the language that we use was all targeted as men. 
Um, but then some, a number of the articles that I was writing, the blogs that we were putting up on the site, you know, they're generic. And of course, our desire is to have everyone praying, not just men. Um, and, and so after about a, a year or so, I was praying about this and thought, well, let's, let's see if we can create just a page for ladies, um, which we did. So I started one day, I sat down at my computer, I started writing what I thought would be an introduction text. Um, and, uh, you know, while I was writing or during that morning, you know, there was a ping and you knew you had some email drop in and I was expecting something from overseas. And so I just quickly looked to see what the email was. And it was a notification from the Million Praying Men site that, that we had another member and that member was a woman. And so the day I'm sitting there trying to write an introduction letter to invite women to pray, <laughs> um, Somewhere in Australia, this lady found the site and said, well, I want to join, and she just joined. Okay. Well, uh, you uh, might like to contribute to our conversation today. Our talkback line is open and happy to hear from women and men alike. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. It's Neil with you and 1-800-316-316 to be part of our talkback conversation today. Robin Johnson, our guest, the visionary behind the million praying men. Robin, 40 years in ministry, how do you reflect on four decades? What was it like back 40 years ago? What were men doing with prayer and prayer meetings and church life in those days and as as you can sort of go through the decades what sort of things have changed in your experience <laughs> yeah um all right well let's just talk generally i, I think generally it, it was much the same it always has been much the same that uh, prayer meetings were were essentially um uh, overrepresented or well, represented more by women than than men, um, but then it depends again on on locations. It depends sometimes on on what's happening in a particular city or maybe a particular local church. Um, you know where there where there is a a move of the spirit, where there is a move of God taking place. Um, it it does create it does create an atmosphere where not only women but men come and pray um see i, I mean i learned i learned to pray as a, as a new convert um in in the youth prayer meeting that our church was running i can remember going to the church prayer meeting but every i think it was a thursday night um we would go to 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 the youth prayer meeting now it was a particular season i guess in the sense that i got saved in the early days, or I guess the mid days, or the early days of the what is now generally known as the charismatic move, um, which swept across the the world through the 60s and the 70s, um, I'm, I'm a product of that visitation that touched New Zealand in those days, um, and uh, I, I, I learned to pray in those prayer meetings. Um, you know, prayer prayer has always been something that's that's been an essential on our on our heart, um, and I'm always I don't know. So you know, this, I don't want to sound judgmental, but I don't understand why people don't have a passion for prayer. Um, and uh, whether whether you're attending a church or whether you're in leadership. Um, and I have a okay a theory. Let's just put it out there a theory that 
we don't see a lot of men in some prayer meetings because no one's modeling it to them. You know, let's you know, we go through the book of Acts, we go we look at the writings and the teaching of the, of the New Testament um church and it's about prayer. Hmm. I mean, right at the beginning when they were setting up the church, you know, a few years in and the church is having conflict and trying to figure out what to do, there's conflicts by two two groups of, you know, believers and some some are getting fed and some aren't getting fed. And so they institute what is commonly be called, you know, the deacon's board. They've called some men to serve. Um, but, but the defining thing was the apostles, the leaders of the church, said, well, look, we, you know, they weren't high and mighty that they didn't want to serve tables. But they had a calling from God, and they chose what was the most important thing for them to do as a leader. And that was to pray and, and, and the word. Those were the two things. Now, I don't know if we've got pastors listening, um, and I'm not one to bag pastors. I'm, I mean, I spend my life now ministering to pastors. That's what we do all over half the world, is, is ministering to pastors and leaders, and, and these guys are my heroes. So I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to shoot bullets here, but I'm just trying to say, you know, and there's maybe a lot of frustrated pastors out there. If If we could... I know it's simplistic, but if we can bring it back to the two important things, that leaders should pray and leaders should should focus on the word. You know, not just getting a sermon for the sake of it, but, you know, the right word for the right moment. But prayer is the fundamental foundation to make that work. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to be part of our conversation. Let's hear from Tracy in Perth. Hello, Tracy. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, hi. Thank you. Tracy, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, um, or just a, a quick comment, um, nothing too deep, but as a, as a woman, um, a praying woman, I try to pray a lot, but my husband is a praying man, and I, I think what would inspire perhaps uh, men to pray is um, from a woman's perspective, me seeing a man on his knees praying is such an encouragement and not seen as a weakness but as a strength I think perhaps men feel that um, to pray is, is maybe they feel like they're weak um, that's just one angle or one perspective that I that I that just come to my mind as, as I was listening to the talkback show and, and it's, I, I think it's, um, it's Tracy great thought there let's hear yeah. from Robin uh, Robin your thoughts on what Tracy's sharing yeah, I think you're spot on, Tracy. Mm. I mean, you know, you think of a man and, he, you know, if you want, he wants to fix it. How does he fix it? Yeah. Well, he, you know, he gets in there and gets his hands dirty. He, you know, yeah. do, does all that stuff. Mm. And like you said, you know, getting down on your knees, mm. it appears um, that, it's, that, that it's weakness. Yeah. But I want to tell you this, and... We haven't produced it yet, and I'm dying to produce it. I want to produce a, um, a T-shirt for, for a million praying men, and we're going to put it on this, tough men pray. Yeah. And, and that's what we've got to get across to man. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, a, a man, you know, is, has someone stand up to him. Um, says, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to punch you on the nose. Well, the immediate thing is for a man, he wants to fight back. The strongest thing a man can do is stand there and say, I will not fight back. 
I will not fight you. Um, that is one of the most difficult things to say and to do, but it's the strongest thing to do. Mm. Tracy from Perth, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Let's hear from Val in Mackay in Queensland. Hello, Val. Oh, hi. Val, what are your thoughts? Uh, Well, I was really thrilled to hear Robin speaking this morning, and I believe what will inspire people to pray is a vision, and that's God's vision, and I'm finding that there is no what united vision for taking the world for Christ. Oh, well, and, uh, Robin, going, uh, <laughs> Robin said it right. We are battling principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, and the battle is for the earth. And we're sitting here watching the devil take over our nation and uh, take over the world, and we have the answer. And God's vision is for a church rising up in the power and glory of the Lord and taking the earth, it is our promised land for God and bringing in the kingdom. And uh, the man that spoke this morning, uh, Graham, hit the nail on the head. He said there's a lot of people, but because of their end time beliefs, are not getting involved in the world because they're expecting to leave it at any moment. Now, he didn't uh, use those words exactly, but uh, there's this non-involvement um, because um, we don't have this vision because uh, for the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven because uh, we're, we're going to go to heaven and leave the mess behind. Val, great thoughts there. Robin Johnson, your thoughts on what Val's sharing? <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, I think we need to put a disclaimer here for a moment. Um, we have not paid Val to call in. <laughs> <laughs> she has just nailed it um, I couldn't have said it better um, and and again you know when we go back to first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 8 the the, the context here is is about winning people for Christ um, and that that's the vision I mean that's the vision that drives a million praying men you know it's not just oh I just want men praying this this is what drives me day in and day out. Um, you know, I, I'm still on this journey. I spent a month in the U.S., I, most of that time in Chicago. I've come home. Um, I've just written an article we've released through through another format, which we call The Exhorter. Um, our focus, the outcome of our praying has to be the salvation of men and women across across the globe. It's, it starts, you know, by us crossing the room, if you like, or crossing the office, or crossing the street. I'm not saying that everybody should be a missionary, though that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Um, but it's about souls, and and this whole text that we that we've looked at, that we founded a million praying men on. I mean, it's the first thing on our website. We, we identify five battlegrounds. The first one is souls. Um, and uh, I'm looking at even sort of changing that slightly. I think there's one battlefield, and that's the battlefield for, for men and women. And, and, and I don't think we have a vision for it. We talk about it. Again, we go, yes, that's what the church should be doing. If we were serious about winning people for Jesus we would be finding someone every day to talk to if 
we truly understood that, you know, when we go out of this world, there's not going to be a backup force. There's not going to be some sort of secret army that God is going to send to heaven um, or from heaven to save men. He's going to save them through the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel. And that's our number one foundation that drives us. That's, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. And so, Val, thank you for that. Um, yeah, we need to get rid of that escapism philosophy. It's not a doctrine. It's not theology. It's a philosophy. You know, everybody wants to get out of here and go to heaven. Well, I want to go to heaven too. But we've got a job to do. We've got men and women to see saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's why we're praying. Val from Mackay, thank you so much for your input today on 2020. Our talkback line open. It's Neil with you, 2020, spending this hour talking with Robin Johnson, the visionary behind the Million Praying Men. The website is millionprayingmen.com and uh, you can be part of our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Robin, let's continue to take some calls. Sean is in Cairns in North Queensland. Hello, Sean. Welcome along to 2020. G'day, how are you going? Very well, Sean. What are your thoughts on yeah, our topic today? Uh, I, I just pray to be, you know, a, I hunger to be a youth pastor to save souls and, and uh, you know, young men also, you know, but men and women. I'd love to have a, a youth camp one day when the Lord, you know, when it's time. But Val, I just pray, I'll, you'll be forever in my prayers. She just nailed it as well. And this is, my, the three things that we need to pray, well, I believe, is for our schools and for, you know, the teachers. We need to pray for the homeless people and we need to pray for this thing that's happening in the parliament with marriages to do with our schools and our children. There are the three important things that I'm praying for at the moment and to save the soul, you know, like, the homeless that taught the show that was on this morning that really touched my heart to do with the homeless people and you know we need to invite homeless people into our churches you know okay. he gives more money for a man to go and put in his tithes and offerings with 10 cents in rags than a man in a suit and an overcoat full of, and a briefcase full of money the man that with the 10 cents is going to get blessed more sean let's get a few thoughts from robin johnson robin on the sorts of things that sean's saying yeah, that's great, Sean. Great to hear your um, enthusiasm, and certainly pray that uh, your your dream as a as a youth leader is is fulfilled, and certainly um, bringing um, young men and young women together across um, the north of our our nation. There, that's awesome, and uh, love to hear your heart, your compassion for the homeless. Um, and yes, we do need to pray into a situation that's uh, um, potentially going to happen in, in Canberra in a week's time, and. Um, again, just just standing on the foundations, um, and uh, you know, with the uh, the issue of the same sex marriage and having that introduced, um, we need to pray into that we're, without question, and we're encouraging people to do that, of course. Um, and uh, but even even on that subject, you know, it's the presentation of the gospel that brings about change. Um, yeah, we, we, we don't want laws to come in that's going to be detrimental to children, and, and there's no doubt that this law will be detrimental on children, um, and uh, that, is, that is without doubt. And that's, I mean, the Bible tells us that. Um, it's another subject which we can't, we're not dealing with right now, but the fact is that, yeah, we need to pray into that. 
um, and uh, to, to, you know, to safeguard, as it were. But at the end of the day, we can have the best laws in our in our parliament, um, and if and if our thrust again is 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 not salvation, it's not what's driving us. Well, well then, we've we've only done something religious. So um, thanks, Sean. That's uh, that's great, um, and I just encourage you, just uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And and schools, you mentioned schools. Um, uh, trying to think of the, the full name of the website, but it's, I think it's Oz Transformers. If you Google Oz Transformers um, and say, I think it's .org, um, there's a movement of people across the nation um, that are prayer walking their schools, um, targeting high schools. I think it is praying for high schools. Um, you, you can be a part of that. You can link in with them, um, or you can just simply get out there and start walking. Uh, Sean from Cairns, thanks so much for your input today on 2020. Let's hear from Cecilia in Horsham in Victoria. Hello, Cecilia. Hello. Yeah, very quickly, I just want to make the comment that uh, God created men and women individually with a purpose, Adam to lead and, and Eve to assist. And when we are not praying together, there's an element that's missing I'm excited that men are getting involved and that this is going on, and I'd like to see women join up not to take over in leadership but to assist so that we get the full picture and not half a picture. We, male and female, were created specifically to work together in tandem, and I think we're missing that. Hey, Robin Johnson, your thoughts on Cecilia? Yeah, well said, Cecilia. Um, it's, it's an oldie, but it's a golden one. You know, woman was taken from from uh, from Adam's rib, from under his heart, um, and uh, you know we are side by side. We're we're equals in Christ, and uh, but we have very specific roles. God's God's designed us. God's made us specifically the way that He He saw it would work for us. Um, and uh, and you're right. If if the man is not praying, if he's not taking his place of leadership, um, uh, it's it, it's we've got an imbalance. And and when I say this, I, let me balance this out. When, when I talk about leadership, see, we we all have world views. Um, you know, our life um, creates the world view in which we have. And that's why we've got to come back to the Bible, back to kingdom theology and understand this. But see, my worldview is when I talk about men leading and taking the leadership role, it's summed up with two words. Number one, it's love, and number two, it's responsibility. It's not about domination. It's about love, and it's about responsibility. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. And our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. You can be part of this conversation. We're talking about men and prayer. Our guest this hour is Robin Johnson. He's the visionary behind the Million Praying Men. That's millionprayingmen.com to check out that website. And there are a number of things on that website which are quite significant. There's detail there about uh, this seminar that you're uh, introducing, and uh, I think this is uh, a new seminar, isn't it, Robin? In a new new seminar you'd like to introduce to uh, Australian churches. Um, yes, and, and again, as we said earlier, position for success. We've we've used the title to to try and just to capture people's imagination a little bit more. 
Um, I think if we held a seminar and said, I'm going to teach you to pray, um, I, I could be a little bit lonely. Um, but the idea is to get men successful in in their life and everything they do in every walk of their life. Um, and uh, the seminar is founded on three, what I call three vital topics. Um, the first one is I am significant. Um, and again, it, it's from a kingdom perspective. Um, you know, uh, just that title, some people could react negatively to that. I am significant. Um, and uh, and I develop um, the understanding of what it really means to be born again, or is 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 really is the the most accurate way to put it is born from above. So we deal with that to find out who we are in God. And once I mean this is exciting. Every time I do this seminar, I get something personally. Um, the the second area that we deal with, um, major heading, and we have subheadings obviously, um, is exercising authority. That once we know who we are, well, then we can begin to exercise the authority that, of course, that we're allowed to exercise um, being a child of the kingdom. And then the third one, of course, is being an example. Um, is, is how does this outwork? You know, it's not just about me. Um, it's, it's, it's about my life impacting someone else's life. And so those are the three headings that, that we deal with when we um, run this uh, one-day um, position for success. Uh, now, you've run this seminar in the U.S. and in Southeast Asia. You'd like to see that seminar take off uh, in a significant way here in Australia. I guess people who have a, a church uh, or a group uh, that will meet together, you can make contact with Robin Johnson through the website at millionprayingmen.com. Uh, let's continue to take some calls. Deanna is in Varsity Lakes on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Deanna. Welcome along to 2020. Are you with us, Deanna? Deanna, you might like to try and call us back. Something's happened there. Let's hear from Lissy from Glen Innes in New South Wales. Hello, Lissy. Hello. Hello. Welcome along. What are your thoughts on our topic of conversation today? Well, I honestly believe that God hears the smallest prayer. Okay. God, I, yep. I, I think that... Um, and and I think that um, anyone in desperation of hope, God knows. Okay, he does hear our smallest prayers. Uh, Robin Johnson, your thoughts quickly on on Lucy. Yeah, you're right, Lucy. He does. Um, and I guess you know we're saying why don't men pray? Well, sometimes they're not desperate enough to because they think they have the answers in their own hands, or you know, or, or they have the power to bring about the change that they need in their lives, whatever it is. Um, and, and you are right. The, the smallest prayer, God hears the whisper uh, from a, from a heart that is that is struggling and and in search of hope. Um, God hears those prayers without a doubt. Um, you know, we we've we, we have lots of testimonies over the years in lots of people. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not the religious words we use. God hears our hearts. There's no question about that. Uh, Lissy from Glen Innes, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020. Uh, Diana is, or Deanna, is back on the line. Hello, Deanna from Varsity Lakes, Gold Coast. Hello. Hello, yes. Gotcha, Deanna. What are your thoughts? Yes, well, I thought, my thoughts are that it's very important, of course, that everything that was 
mention here, but I think one of the crucial things is it all comes down to recognizing the signs and the times that we live in. And when the disciples ask Jesus, what is the sign of the coming? In many current issues we have today, which are probably an uh, outcome of the root, and the root is watch lest no one deceive you. I think deception is very the key root of the sequel. Deanna, not a particularly clear line. Uh, signs of the times today, Robin Johnson. Uh, if you could uh, hear Deanna, what she was saying. Um, yeah, the line was breaking up a little. But let me say this: Yeah, um, the, the prayer movements that is that is growing around the world today is a sign of the times. Um, Luke 18. We're, I guess we're all familiar with, with the story that Jesus tells in Luke 18, and talks about the the widow to coming to pray, um, and, the, and the story is about an unjust judge and her persistence. Um, but it's interesting. The, the whole context that Jesus drops this story into is the end time. Because chapter 17 finishes um, with Jesus talking about the end time. And as we know in you know, the original scriptures, there were no chapter headings. And so Jesus goes on, and, and the record shows that he now is, is talking about prayer. But he finishes the story about the lady. He says, and, and when I come again, will I find faith in the earth? Um, and uh, it's it's in end time context, and I know we talk about, you know, the great deceiver and everything, you know, evil that's going to happen in the end times. But a, one of the signs of the end time is is a great harvest of, um, or not a harvest, but a move of prayer movements, and we're seeing that all over the world. New prayer movements or revitalized prayer movements and and I believe that's a part of the end time and it's a part of what the Holy Spirit said to me back in 2013 that the great need to pray is because what is going to happen in these last days has to be under un, underpinned with with prayer that was one of the driving forces um, or the key issues that I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me the need to get men praying into these prayer meetings all over the world is because of what's going to happen in these last days, both the, both the negative side and the positive side. Deanna from the Gold Coast, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. Uh, Robin Johnson, if we just reflect uh, just in these uh, closing minutes of our conversation, uh, your Positioned for Success seminars and those elements that you take people through, and uh, particularly men, what you would like to see is men go through an experience of healing from a whole lot of things that keep them from prayer. Uh, very, very quickly, uh, enlarge for us just on the on the way that men actually go through a process of healing. Well, again, using the, the word healing as, as a general sense and a holistic sense, but, you know, let, let's face it, there's there's a lot of issues facing men today. Um, the, the the excessiveness of of the whole women's liberation movement that that men don't know where they belong, who they should be, how they should behave, how they should react. Um, they you know they need balance back into their lives in those situations. Um, and we constantly hear about the, um, the the pornography issues. 
you know, I don't know who produces statistics, and I don't want to belittle it, but if we believe all the statistics about men and pornography and what they see and what they watch, I mean, that is scary stuff. Um, and, you know, if if a man isn't living right, um, you know, he's not a righteous man, then that's going to keep him away from the presence of God. It's as simple as that. There are challenges for men and challenges to meet those needs for healing head on. Robin Johnson, the visionary behind the million praying men. We've been talking about prayer this past hour. The website is millionprayingmen.com. I'm sure you can connect with Robin if you go online. Robin, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's been a pleasure, and thanks to all the guests that have called in. And Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.